Welcome to The Bounce Back, an upfront and personal podcast that exposes how individuals overcome life's struggles. Now, here's your Bounce Back host, Adam McFadden. Welcome to the seventh episode of The Bounce Back with your host, Adam McFadden. And today, we have a lovely young lady here who many of you may know or recognize her voice. Young, young, huh? (laughs) Miss Amaret Miller. Now, you have a lot of titles and some wonderful things that you've done, so I'll let you introduce yourself to the audience. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you, Adam, for having me on The Bounce Back. Um, my name is Amaret Miller. I am first a workers' rights advocate, also co-owner of ShiftDiff.com, and uh, recruitment director for the Rochester City School District. A lot of titles. Thank you. So the bounce back is really about uh, the process of bouncing back from life's when it's just lifing. And so I thought we could have you up here to talk about some things that might be in your wheelhouse. And so one of those things that I thought we could talk about is, you know, being a single mother in the workplace. What was that like for you? Can you describe that and how you got through that? I think that people underestimate how long it takes for women, for mothers to get back to work in, in, in the workforce after having a kid, especially the first time. Um, if you don't have a support system, um, like I didn't in New York City, when I was pregnant with my son, I had a career. Um, I was working for a union in New York City and when my son was born, I decided to be a stay-at-home mom. You, you want to say that you can predict your future, but things change, and I became a single mother after all, right away. And I just remember what it was like trying to find work in my field with an eight-month-old, kind of lying to myself, um, where even the suit that I would wear to an interview wouldn't fit, you know? Like, I was too skinny for my, my suit. And I think, like, those little... You had a lot of weight loss? I had weight loss. Like, okay. after, you know, yeah, my son. So you just don't know what's going to happen to your body after all that. And then, you know, day in and day out caring for your child. Hmm. So I ended up moving here to Rochester. Like, that's what sort of forced me back here is I had a baby... And I just, I just couldn't swing single motherhood in New York City by myself. It just, it just wasn't happening. Now, you know? I don't want to say how long ago that might have been, but some laws have changed a little bit to be friendlier towards uh, family, you know, maternity leave. Because there was a time when fathers could Listen, not- I need maternity leave today. <laughs> like, my son is 11. He's 11 years old, and he missed his bus right before I came here. You know? Like, really? At the, at the most opportune time, you miss your bus. You know, like, you're 11 now. Yeah, I, I can remember when Zoe was born, my, my middle child, not getting any sleep. Mm-hmm. Because she got up in the middle of the night, and I would get up to, you know, do whatever because I didn't think it was right for her mother to have to do that after being home all day with her. So I would get up with her. And I was miserable at work. I mean, I was cranky. I think I almost got fired for lashing out at somebody because I was just 
not getting enough rest. Yeah. And they sent me home, actually, and told me to, you know, take some time and then come back. Oh. But uh, it, was, it was rough. And I had a person, you know, who was, you know, fulfilling that, that, that role. In the home, yeah, yes. right? And now imagine single, I just have to say single moms. I mean, there are single dads out there where the mom might not be in the picture for some reason or another. So it could be mom or dad. But, man, I looked like death for, like, a good three years, you know? I, I ended up coming here to Rochester because I had a family network here. I have more family members up here, and I thought that would be good for my son. So I had to bide my time. So I enrolled in a master's program up here at Brockport. You know, it kind of like took me, you know, two years or so, and then good. I felt stronger because attending Brockport, I was able to put my son in, in the daycare over there for a good, you know, a good rate. So that really helped me through. Okay. You were able to advance your career because you got another degree behind your name mm -hmm. as well. So right. So it kind of worked out. Yeah. And I think that, you know, nowadays you hear a lot about, well, you know, college is not really so important. And as expensive as it is, I, I do feel that I, I needed that master's degree to push me forward into the career path that I'm in now, you know, um, because a lot of jobs do require that master's degree. Yes. You know, we don't all go to college and become city council people right away, you know, <laughs> at 18 that, years old. That wasn't my path either. Oh, I, I was, oh, was that, oh, was that your, oh, okay. <laughs> no, my path was a little different. So my path was, uh, I went to college. I was never... Most people don't know this. I was never coming back to Rochester. So anyone that knows What was your me, major? Accounting. Okay. So, but I was on my way to a master's program in Wisconsin, and I had always planned to be in politics, but in D.C. I, I never thought I would be an elected official. I thought I'd be like, like a mover or shaker behind the scenes in D.C. because I had already worked on Jim Clyburn's first campaign for Congress, still in Congress in South Carolina. I'd done a bunch of work with the Young Democrats in South Carolina, so I, I never was coming back here, but it was a family issue uh, that led me to come back here to assist my mother raising my brothers. And so I came back here, started my career. How many brothers did you raise? Uh, I got four brothers under me, So, and it was just my mom by herself. So that, that should tell you the pressure oh, that I yeah, felt to, yeah. to come home to help out because I felt like it was a little selfish of me to watch my mother struggle and, and have my brothers go through their own stuff when life was lifing and not assist, given, you know, that I, I did have a degree now and I could go and work. So I was able to get a job at Fleet Bank. My first job uh, was through a temp agency, actually, at Fleet. I worked there for three months, and they liked my work ethic so much that they offered me a permanent position. Then I became an, oper uh, you know, uh, 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 an employee of a Fleet Investment Operations as, like, an account rep. And then I was promoted uh, after a year to financial analyst. And from, then, uh, from there, I went on to be a controller of a software development company. So before I was even in politics, most of my career goals I had accomplished before I had even ran for office. Right. You know, but the college, what I think that we have in common is that we feel that college did help. Oh, absolutely. There was no way I could have done what I had planned on doing without it. Right. Right. I mean, and, and when you think about the parents having issues going back to work, um, I finally did land well. 
But well, what do you do, you know, if, if you don't have any experience? Like sometimes that's an issue too. Well, and, and you know, I thought we would segue into that actually to talk about, um, you know, what if you go to college or don't go to college but are transitioning from high school or GED into the workplace? How do you prepare yourself and you, you know, being in HR, I, I know you see these types of applications or opportunities for people to come into organizations at the ground level, but they don't know how to prepare themselves to even, you know, take that opportunity. Oh, yeah. I mean, last night, I, uh, my son asked me to make his resume. He's 11, but he, he's under my roof, so obviously he wants to do a cover letter and a resume, and he wants to know all about interviews and things. And so we made his resume. It came out to four lines. You know, his name, his address. Um, I put my email address on it, and I basically put a little paragraph about his band um, membership because he's a part of a band. He plays saxophone. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there are some things that relate to work when you're in a club, when you're in those school clubs. So, you know, he wears uniforms. Um, he has to, you know, look a certain way as far as like keeping himself, you know, neat. He has to be prepared for. Pre prepared. Yeah. So he has to practice. Um, he has to be on time. He has to attend those events and festivals that they do, those parades. So it seems real small, but he's only 11. So he laughed and he understands that he doesn't have anything else to put. But kids, when they want to go for their first job, they just put they would put the clubs that they belong to or if they volunteer at church um they'll get hired they're not going to be assistant director right away right. you know but they they'll they'll land a job it's just you know put something together make sure you capitalize your name a lot of people make those mistakes i'm like listen capitalize the beginning of the word of the street that you live you know like some things some simple things um I tell my kids forget. don't abbreviate streets, states, or even cities. Mm. Write it fully out. Oh, yeah. That's a pet peeve of mine, actually. Yeah, and, and your cover letter, like, have somebody read it over. Because even the most seasoned writers, even journalists, when I work for the Democrat and Chronicle, you have a, an editor look at your stuff because you're always making mistakes. And it takes, like, a third party to, to point that out to you. Yeah, I consistently confuse the letter I and A. It's not that I don't know what they are, but I could be thinking I and write an A, and I can be thinking I and write an I. So it just, it just depends on my mood at the time. Sometimes I don't catch it, sometimes I do. Listen, when I applied for my job at the RCSD, my computer will type in two M's by mistake. So it misspelled my email address. Oh, wow. So my boss, current boss, was like, did you apply? Because we, you know, just, you know, I know you were going to, but my email was wrong in my application. So all that, I didn't get any so of the invites. So they weren't communicating with you. I couldn't get any of the invites. I had to, like, hunt all this stuff down because I realized that my computer, you know, like, glitches happen. You know Absolutely. what I mean? And, and. If you have a phone and you're trying to do this stuff, you know phones are terrible with changing your words. Mm -hmm. So you could be writing there and it could put the wrong there. You could be writing to it, put the wrong to. A versus and. Like there's a lot of things in phones that happen sometimes and I look at it and go, oh man, I missed Missed this. Yeah, like the but duck you, right? Yeah, duck I, you. Like, what? I didn't say that. Yes. <laughs> It'll change it for you. Auto correct. 
And sometimes the autocorrect can be severely, severely off. But, you know, in terms of, uh, like, work experience, like, what are the types of things and, 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 and that you think employers would like to see for someone that doesn't have experience? So we talked about the fact that, you know, in, in the case of your son, that he prepared himself for band and, and that came with something. But there are there any other things like references or, you know, people who can vouch for you or just networking? Right. Um, say you're in high school and you're looking for a job if you have a favorite teacher. Um, ask them if they can be your, you know, reference. And, um, of course, church leaders. And at this point, it's family members and things like that. That's so acceptable. Um, it, it's really not so hard for someone entry level to get an entry level position. Um, we're still, we're, we're, we're creeping into a tight labor market. I'm starting to see, like, we're starting to see layoffs happen in, in different industries again, you know, mm. I just see it pop up here and there. Whereas um, a year ago, nobody wanted, right. Nobody wanted to work. <laughs> you, right, you want to be the CEO? Come on. You know what I mean? Like there was just openings everywhere. So um, it's just, you know, hold on to your jobs, people. And I, th I think, you know, at, at times, like if you're young and you're looking for the opportunity, I can remember as a kid, um, I, I took some jobs early on that didn't require me filling out an application. Like I showed up at a restaurant. Hired a on the spot. That was washing dishes and they needed another dishwasher. And it's like, come on in. They gave me an apron. And it was slavery. I'm not going to lie. It was it was tough. But. <laughs> I get into what where I feel work is just. Uh, we're on this work ship called Earth. Yeah, well. well I, I kind of feel like. I we, We've all. No, we can go there a little bit now. Because I feel like we've all been duped into being defined by working our lives and our butts off all day till we, you know, get old and shrivel up and can't have any fun. So I definitely understand uh, your concerns there because I definitely think that there should be something that happens around what we consider to be a work week or even a work day because it's all centered around, you know, eight hours, five days a week and you go home, you're tired. That gives you very little time for your family. Gives you time to rest up to come back to work to, to do the same thing over again. And then all the stores, all the everything have some nerve to be open 9 to 5. They close <laughs> at 5. Like, you know, like, when are we supposed to buy stuff from you? You know, I, I get it. Retirees and, you know. But, but no, I, I do think that it's time for uh, society to understand that AI Artificial intelligence is here to make our lives easier. Absolutely. It's here to make things more efficient. You need humans less, but at the same time, we all need to benefit from it. You know, there's a wave across the world now um, for the four-day work week at eight hours a day. So 32 hours a week, not 40. Yeah, I would, I would support that. I would support a three-day. <laughs> So, no day. We all just right. like, we, you know, but, but, you know, it's, it's not going to get there yet. But I think that we saw a six day work week a hundred years ago. Yeah. That was real. Well, two years, 200 years ago, we saw a seven day work week called slavery. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And we're kind of still in that, even though we're given, I guess, an exchange of money now, but it's still lightweight slavery because you think about when you show up to work right you work before you get your check 
You have people pulling money out of your check before you get it. We can't like, like exist. Like, a, try not working at all. You know, like when people say, you know, oh, you must not love your job. No, it's not that, ma'am. Yes. It's not that. It's that I can't not work. Right. Like, you can't not work. No, none of us, even the owners of companies and organizations, can't stop. Right, because we can't sustain our lifestyles. No. And I'm not talking about living, you know, life high on the hog. I'm just talking about basic living. Basic living, just paying for your your cable and your lights. I wake up in the middle of the night and I turn my heat down now. I'm like, I can't have it at 75 anymore. You know, so like you're conscious of those things. Um, But no, I think that humanity will come around as a whole and we're going to start working less and less. I mean, different countries in Europe have adopted the four-day work week and it is thriving and I think that America might be one of the last, but it'll come. Just like remote work is so hot right, right now. It, we never really thought it would catch on, but COVID forced it. Something will force the four-day work. Well, week. And I think a lot of things can be done remotely, especially if you're talking about the office professions. A lot of that stuff can be done from home with a computer because most people are working on computers. And you're telling me I can't be in my pajamas and socks at a keyboard like I can be in some slacks and a dress shirt at a desk. A lot of it has to do with what do we do with this real estate now that we have the office real estate, the downtowns. You see, even here in Rochester, we're reinventing what downtown is. A lot of people are moving in into former office buildings, you know? And so we're not the only ones repurposing, but it's because of that. Like, you know, a lot of organizations have just dismantled and they have remote And even even the housing situation is a scam when you look at the prices of houses in terms of rent and mortgage. Like, it's all, to me, it is all a scam. But life is hard. Life life is lifing. (laughs) Life is lifing. But I think at least we know you can strive. You can move forward. Um, you can't overcome these hurdles that we're talking about. Now, speaking of hurdles, let's, let's go in a more difficult direction here. So you get fired from a job. What should you do? Being fired from a job, as I've heard, is one of the most difficult things you can uh, experience in your career. Um, I lived it publicly. It, it's not easy. It, there's a lot of shame, especially if it's like makes the news. I mean, you know, like it's bad enough that that you have a career and it ended. Um, and it could be that it was political. It could be that someone just didn't like you. It doesn't have to be that you were disciplined out. You know what right. I mean? There's it could be anything, right? Oh, it could be somebody just didn't like your your career projection exactly. and saw you as a threat. I've I've seen people lose positions based over the most minuscule oh, yeah. things. So. But it hurts just the same. And you know, I think what it is is that you you just have to have faith that you will rebound. Like there's there's millions of people out there who have been fired from their jobs and they're working right now and they're doing better than they ever have. My advice to someone who's been fired is take care of your body, join a cheap gym, and go every day. Spend that time on yourself. 
you know, you don't want to walk outside right now. Here we're in Rochester, New York. It's like snowing out right now. But you like, can walk in this though. Yeah, yeah. But if you, you know, dress it's, properly, you it's, can walk. It's nicer, you know, yes. like in April or May. And just just do nice for yourself. Because when's the next time you're gonna have so much time? And just look for work like it's a full time job. Um, don't badmouth your employer. I think that's a problem for some people mm -hmm. is that they will just bat take advantage of the situation and just talk a whole bunch of smack about their former employer. Don't do it, you know? And I think that that is going to be the advice that I give. Even, but in some professions, like I give you a, a profession like nursing, you could be fired today by a person and then two years later you could be that person's boss in another organization in the same town too. Right. So relationships some, are like everything. Yeah, and and I think uh for me what got got me through it was going deeper into my faith, mm -hmm. establishing stronger relationships with my kids, but also not giving up. Like I said, okay, I can't do this, but what can I do? Right. And so I concentrated on what I could concentrate on and control and whatever I couldn't concentrate on or control, I ignored it. And I dealt with it in therapy. I, I didn't want to uh, project uh, this defeated attitude on my kids and on, my, and, and on the people around me who were trying to support me. I had to pull my pants up and say, okay, this is embarrassing. I got to take this beating, but I still got to keep moving. I got to keep going and not go into this dark place that I, trust me, I wanted to crawl into a hole, but I couldn't. Right, right. Yeah, I mean... You will, folks listening and going through something like this, you're going to get a job. You're going to bounce back. You're going to be fine. Use this time right now to better yourself. Take time with your kids. You know, it's tough financially, so that that's the trade-off. We don't really get weeks and weeks of no work when we're working. You get three weeks of vacation, four weeks, five weeks, maybe. A, Depending a on how year. long you were there, right? Yeah, a yes. year. But you might be unemployed for two, three months. Enjoy it. At the same time, it's difficult. And for, and for me, uh, I remember somebody t telling me, your mind hasn't pivoted yet. That's why you're struggling. And they were right. Because I was still in the mind frame of Adam McFadden, the councilman, the mover and shaker, the big personality. And I was not that person. So now, okay. Who am I? Adam McFadden, a dad, a person who loves his friends and family, a person who will go out and do what he needs to do to make things happen. And that's what I pivoted into instead of just sitting back, you know, thinking of yesteryear. I think desperation overcomes us, you know. Yeah. And it, I remember when my son might have been four, four, and I was ready to get into the workforce again to utilize my master's degree. Mm -hmm. I was just fumbling in all of the interviews. I was talking over myself. I didn't have the right words for things. Like I was so desperate to get any job that I didn't know how to act in an interview. Like sometimes you just, so if you can help it, try not to let that feeling over, overwhelm you. Because it shows through in the interviews, you know, it shows through in your communications with employers. When you're leaving an interview, don't email them all the time. That one thank you email and that's it, you know, just 
but when you're you're in need, you like feel like you're you're you on edge. You gotta keep going, right? Anxious. You gotta keep. Yeah. What's yeah. up with this? And what's going on with the process? And where am I? Have you made a decision, right? So they will. Now let me ask you this: We we cover some serious topics. Now we're going to get into something fun. Football team. Oh God, please, not this topic. No, seriously. You, let's 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 I have it. I see who you like very well. Do you? On Facebook. Yeah. But, you know, we're in Bill's country now. We're not in Texas. Okay? We're bringing Texas to Buffalo this so, Sunday, though. Is that Sunday? Yes. No. Yes. Oh, wow. Time for Cowboys to shoot Buffaloes. All right. We'll see. We'll see what's going to happen. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to have a little fun with that. We might have to do a friendly because bet. Because you took a shot at me. Well, if if the Buffalo Bills win, you can change your Facebook image to Josh Allen's face for a day. And if your team wins, what would I put? I don't even know. Who I'm plays sorry. for them? No, no. Who I, plays I, for the I'm Cowboys? I'm going to make this fun. I'm going to make this Who fun. Who plays for the Cowboys, though? I can't even name one well, of y'all. Micah Parsons, Dak Prescott. No. I don't know. C.D. Lamb? No, I don't know if you're lying. You could be making these up. <laughs> no, these are serious players. Listen, I don't know. I don't, all I know is Bills. So, I don't know. When we beat you, eh, they're going to say Adam McFadden's been hacked. No, we get that. We get the. How about this? We get the pick, the, the profile pick that has to go up. So, if you win, you get to pick the one that it I have to have. It has to be have. football related, though. That's fine. Okay. That's fine. It's fine. Uh. So people listening, this will probably, you know, air in the past, but this is why there was some strange things going on on Adam's page. <laughs> no, there's nothing strange going on on my page. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm, I might have a have you put a picture of OJ as your <laughs> no. That's football related. We'll see. Thank you. Well, I want to thank you for joining the Bounce Back and bringing your uh, expertise to the show and your personality. Thank and you. It was really great having you. And I'm sure the audience will appreciate uh, listening to this. Awesome. Thanks so much, Adam. All right. All right. All right.